Hallelujah. 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 And in the wonderful name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for this wonderful opportunity you have given to us to learn the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Tonight, as the Word goes forth, we pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to each and every one of us what the Lord has for this church, for the believers, both here, throughout the United States, and throughout the world. And we claim this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They say that the first thing that happens is usually what sets the tone for what follows thereafter. We know what the first miracle of Jesus was. Jesus went to a marriage in Cana of Galilee. There he was told that the wedding party ran out of wine. What happened next? Jesus told the servants of the party to take some of the pots in the room, take it to the local well, and fill them to the brim. The servants, they obeyed Jesus down to the last drop. They brought these pots in, filled to the very brim. Then Jesus told them, take a cup and give it to the master of the feast. They did. The match of the feast did not know the story behind what he was about to drink. He didn't know that it started out as water from a well. All he knew, it was this new wine that Jesus made. He drank it and he said to the groom of the party, Why did you save the best stuff to the end? What is the point that we're making here? This is the first miracle that Jesus performed. And what is the significance of this miracle as tied to this message? Change. Jesus took this water and he changed it into wine. But look what else happened on this day. His disciples were with him at this party. And before they entered into this room, yes, they knew what Jesus did in John chapter 1. They knew that when Jesus passed by, when John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Andrew and John, they changed from being followers of John 
to being followers of Jesus. We know that when Jesus told Philip, follow me, Philip changed from not being a follower of Jesus to being a follower of Jesus. When Jesus told Nathanael about what he was doing when he was sitting under the tree, Nathanael also changed. He changed from being one who wasn't following Jesus to one who said, this is the Christ, this is the Son of God. This is a total and complete change. When the disciples, however, when they saw what Jesus did here, they believed, meaning that they changed to believe that Jesus could perform the miraculous. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, it is a ministry of change. When we look at the ministry of Jesus, when he has an encounter with anybody, their lives totally change. When one meets Jesus, their life does not stay the same. Oh, they might have came the way they came, but they left totally and completely different. The status quo was not in operation when Jesus came by. This was not a case of Jesus saying, you know what, you came as you are, you're leaving as you are. You came in the condition that you were in, you're leaving in that exact same condition. No, they came to Jesus. And when they left, if you closely look at every encounter that someone has with Jesus, their life is totally and completely and radically changed after meeting Jesus. We know in John chapter 3, it was Nicodemus who heard the teaching, you must be born again. And in this teaching, we see once again the principle of change, as Paul would put it. The change from the old man to the new man. The change from not being a follower in Jesus to being a follower of Jesus. When Jesus met the woman at the well in chapter 4, she was a lost sinner with no hope. What happened after her encounter with Jesus? She changed. She believed in Jesus. She believed in the new water that he gave her. The people of Samaria, when they came out of that city of Sychar, Jesus changed them, absolutely, completely changed them. From being skeptical about him to being a believer that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. At the end of chapter 4, we see the nobleman arrive. What did he change? He changed from not believing that Jesus could heal to believing that Jesus could send his word and heal his son. His son, he changed from the brink of death to now being alive and healthy. 
in chapter 5. How did it begin? Jesus went to where? He went to the Pool of Siloam. He sees this man sitting there. Can you be made whole? The man gives his story about how he cannot get to the pool. Yet what does Jesus say? Take up your bed and walk. His encounter with Jesus, what happened? He changed from not being able to walk to being able to pick up his bed and carry it down the street. Are we together tonight? Those which had an encounter with Jesus, they completely, totally, radically changed. In chapter 6, Jesus took what? The five loaves and the two fishes. And he did what? He changed it into 5,000 meals. That crowd saw the miracle working power of Jesus. And many of them believed at that point that Jesus was the one who could take little and turn it into much. If we look at chapter 8, how did chapter 8 begin? The chapter 8 begins with the woman being caught in adultery, being thrown at the feet of Jesus. What happened? Jesus changed her accusers from accusing her to leaving completely. You see, sometimes the change might not be positive. They were convicted of their sins, but it was a change nonetheless. From being confident and arrogant to being convicted of their sins. And the woman who was caught in adultery, she changed from being the one condemned to now being the one who was told, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. Let me throw this one in. She was changed from being a sinner to one who can now go and sin no more. If you look at the next account, what is it? It was the blind man sitting at the gate. Why was he born blind? Was it his mom's fault? His dad's fault? Was it his fault? What did Jesus do? He took the clay, put it in the man's eyes. He told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And what happened? Jesus changed him. He changed him from being blind physically to being able to see. Yet at the end of the chapter, what do we see? Jesus changing the man from being unable to see spiritually to having more spiritual insight than the scribes and the Pharisees and the priests who were condemning him. What do we see when we move into chapter 11? We see what? Lazarus is dead. Yet what happens? Jesus goes. And he tells him to get up out of that grave. Jesus changed him from being dead to being alive. But he also, as we move along, what did he do? He changed Mary. Mary from saying, Lord, if you were here, he would still be alive to one who now is washing his feet with her hair. A complete and total change in her life. If you look at the Gospel of John, what do we see? 
everyone that Jesus has an encounter with, they change. Are we still here? But what about the scribes and Pharisees? Ah, when Jesus began to deal with them, they didn't know who he was. But when they realized who he was, they also changed. You see, when one is confronted with Jesus, they do not stay the same. They will change. In their case, they began to resist Jesus and stand against him and fight against him. But there will be a change. Sometimes when one resists the Holy Ghost, is not a positive experience because they are fighting God in their lives. But for those who stand their ground and they believe in Christ across the resurrection, they are going to be radically changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are we still here? If you look at the gospel of Luke, I know some might be thinking, that's the gospel of John. What about another gospel? Fine, glad you asked. The gospel of Luke. How did it begin? When Jesus is baptized, the sky opens, the Spirit comes down, stays upon him. When Jesus goes to Nazareth, his first ministry stop in this book, the book of Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because let me turn there real fast. Luke chapter 4. What did it say? It said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Look at what Jesus said. Does Jesus say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me for you not to be affected by the gospel? Did he say that I have come for you not to be healed, for you to leave the same way you came? Deliverance. Did Jesus say, I came to preach for you to stay the same and not be delivered? Did I come for you to stay blind? Did I come for you to stay bruised? No. What Jesus was saying right here immediately was I came and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring change in your life. Not for you to stay the same, but for you to be radically changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the book of Luke, if you look at the totality of the book, what do we see? When Jesus walks into a synagogue, what happens? Healing, deliverance, the devils are cast out. When he goes to Simon Peter's house, what happens? His mother-in-law is healed immediately. When Jesus goes and he teaches in a house, These guys are moving the ceiling tiles away, lowering their friend through. Why? Because they know that Jesus is going to change their friend. But not only did Jesus heal him, he also forgave him 
of all of his sins. If you look, when we see the demoniac Gadara, Jesus changed him from being possessed of devils to being delivered from devils. What else do we see? We see what? The devils fleeing in the name of Jesus because they cannot stand there. They cannot stay there. We see a Jesus. A woman with the issue of blood comes and touches him. Why? She wants to be changed by Jesus. And she leaves completely healed. Jairus comes and gets Jesus. Why? Because he wants to see his daughter healed. A change in his daughter. And he saw exactly that. When Jesus, whenever he went to minister, there was a complete and total and radical change. Ask blind Bartimaeus. He was there when he heard that Jesus was coming. And he said, Lord, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. In English, Jesus, change me. Change me from being one who cannot see to being one who can see. And Jesus changed him completely. When we look at Zacchaeus, what do we see here? We see a Jesus who confronts him, sees him in that tree, and he does not say, Zacchaeus, you're going to have to stay the same. There is no forgiveness for you because you are a dirty, rotten sinner. No, Jesus told him to leave that tree and to come down and prepare for him because he was going to his house. And why did Zacchaeus do this? Because he knew Jesus was going to change him. If you look, at the, the 11 disciples who followed after Jesus. Why did they follow after Jesus? Because Jesus was going to bring a change in their life. If we look at the earthly ministry of Jesus, everywhere He goes, there is radical and complete and total change. Everyone who meets Jesus, they do not leave the same. They are completely changed. You can trace every account. Everyone that has a dealing with Jesus, they are not the same once the meeting is over, are we together on this? Now let's look a little further. Jesus goes to the cross. He sheds his blood. He pays the sin debt. On the third day, God raises Jesus from the dead. The followers of Jesus the women, the disciples, the believers, they do not believe that Jesus is going to rise from the dead. That's why none of them were there early on Easter sunrise service because they did not think He was going to rise from the dead. We, in our time, might go to an Easter sunrise service. But nobody in that first Easter they slept through the first sunrise service. 
What do we see though? When Mary Magdalene, when she meets someone she thinks is the gardener, let me have the body that I may bury him properly. What did Jesus say? Rabbi, he Jesus said what? He revealed himself to her. She said, Rabbi, a complete change. Mary Magdalene changed from not believing that Jesus was alive to believing that Jesus was risen from the dead. The two men on the road to Emmaus, what happened to them? They thought that their hopes were gone, that Jesus was not going to come back to life. They thought that what they were hearing about a resurrection was nonsense. This is why they're on the way home. Yet they meet Jesus. And when Jesus opened their eyes, what happened? A complete and radical change to the point they break the land speed record, run back to Jerusalem to let the apostles, the believers, everyone know that God had raised Jesus from the dead. What else do we see? We see the disciples behind locked doors. And all of a sudden, Jesus enters into the room. And what happens? They change about the resurrection, but not only that. Jesus breathes on them and says, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And what does this mean? Once again, they are radically changed by Jesus for many of us in the here and now. The first change that Jesus performs in our lives comes when the Spirit tells us that Jesus is real. They is the Son of God. They shed His blood to wipe out our sin debt. That we can become new men in Christ. And what happens? The change. Jesus changes them from being without the Holy Ghost inside their life to now having the Holy Ghost in our lives. This was the first change. You see? Our first encounter with Jesus. He changed us. Even for those who might have resisted Jesus. Oh, at first you might have been closed-minded, but you were different regarding Jesus from that point on. Something kept drawing you to the church. Something kept drawing you to the gospel. Why? Because Jesus was already changing you. You see, when one has an encounter with Jesus, they will change. Let's go back to where we were. Thomas, he wasn't there at the first meeting. I need to see the nail prints in his hands. I need to see the side that was open. Yet what happens? When he meets Jesus, Jesus immediately what? Thomas is changed. If you look at the scene in the last chapter of the Gospels, when the disciples are on the boat fishing, and Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. What do we see? A change. Jesus changed their empty net to a full net. But what else do we see? We see Jesus talking to Simon Peter. You see, before the events of the cross, 
Simon Peter denied Jesus three times. Now what happens? Jesus changes him from being who he was to being one who is going to feed the lambs, feed the sheep, and feed the sheep. To being a minister of the gospel. Once again, Peter did not leave the why he came on that occasion. He was totally changed. Are we still here? Everyone in the Gospels, be it positive or negative, everyone who had an encounter with Jesus was not the same after that encounter with Jesus. Even in Jesus' last minutes on earth, return to Jerusalem. You will receive the promise of the Father. You will receive power. After that which you will be what? Baptized with the Holy Ghost. Then you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. What do we see here? We see a radical and total change in these disciples. Even when Jesus ascends back to the Father, a complete change. The night before Jesus went to the cross, you couldn't get these guys to pray for five minutes before they went to sleep. Now, they're in the upper room for ten straight days. Why? Because when they received the infilling of the Holy Ghost from Jesus, they changed. Now, they're prayer warriors. Now, they're there in the Word. Now, they're praying. Now, they're praising. And what happens? Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Once again, Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, He changes those who know Him. Are we still here? Every encounter that one has with Jesus, the person changes. Ask Saul of Tarsus. He had an encounter with Jesus. And what happened? Total, radical change. He was not the same man that he was. Even to the point he even changed his name. And even as the Bible ends, the Apostle John, he has one final encounter with Jesus. And he is radically changed from that moment going forward. Everyone that had an encounter with Jesus They were changed by that encounter. Are we still here? Let's start applying this to the here and now. Believers in Jesus, go back to when you first heard about Jesus. We touched on this a few minutes ago. Let me repeat this point. What happened? Something inside of you, even though you might not have accepted Jesus at that point, something kept 
drawing you back to Jesus. What you did not realize at that moment was that Jesus was beginning to change you. From being the lost sinner that you were to being a new creation in Christ. But look what Alice has done. How many of you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost? Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, has changed you from being without the Holy Ghost to having the Holy Ghost power in your life. How many of you were healed by Jesus? You were changed by Jesus from being sick to being healed, from having diseases to being whole, from having disabilities to having those abilities restored. How many of you were bound by addiction? Jesus changed you from being bound by those addictions to being free from those addictions. How many of you are now singing for Jesus? He changed you from not even thinking about Him to praising His holy name. How many of you play musical instruments? Jesus changed you from playing either for the world or not playing at all to being a musician for His glory and His honor. How many of you never thought of being a member of the church? Jesus changed you from being outside the church to inside the church. How many of you here watching never would have thought about being a minister? Yet what happened? Jesus changed you from not being a minister to being a minister of the gospel. Get what we're saying here. A radical and total and complete change by Jesus in every aspect of your life. What was the number one thing your families and friends said when they realized you were different? They changed. And who did the changing? Understand something. Every change from the beginning of the New Testament all the way to tonight and heading into the rest of this church age. Jesus has performed all of these changes through the Holy Spirit. Every change in your life comes from Jesus. Every single encounter that you have with Jesus has changed you in some way. Starting with salvation. You would have never been water baptized, but Jesus changed you. 
You would have never taken communion, but Jesus changed you. You would have never donned the door of the church, but Jesus changed you. Every single thing that happens from the moment you're said going forward, every change has been brought about by Jesus. Every single one. Are we still here? Why am I here? Because Jesus has changed me from what I was years ago to what I am now. And He will continue to change me until I am changed from this corruptible to incorruptible, the glorified body that Jesus has for me. Until that change happens, every step of the way is going to be a change. Are we still here? Let's start to bring this to a conclusion tonight. No, I'm not one of those who believe in 14 conclusions. We're really going to sell for one tonight. When people come to church, the number one thing we need to remember is that they're coming for a reason. And that reason might not necessarily be what they think it is. Oh, so-and-so invited me to church. Jesus led you to church. Are we together on this? Jesus led you here. Even those who are watching and listening tonight. Jesus led you to this moment. Why? Because Jesus does not want you to stay the same. Because Jesus does not want you to leave the way you came. He wants you to leave completely different. We sang the song a few minutes ago. I guess more like 40 minutes ago now. You won't leave the way you came in Jesus' name. When the Spirit dropped that song back in my mind after not thinking about it for decades, the point became clear. People who walked through that door, people who have an encounter with us as believers, people who have an encounter with this church should not be the same once the encounter is over. <coughs> Are we together on this? You see, what Jesus wants to do is change everyone first to salvation, then from milk to meat to teach, growing into faith, being healed, being delivered. Jesus wants to change Every single person who has an encounter with Him. That means when one has an encounter with this church, they should change. When one has an encounter with us, they should change. Why? Because one, Jesus has drawn them to this moment. 
that to the Spirit, who is the change agent of Jesus, wants to change people. But He needs us to do our part. So Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, can change them. Are we still here tonight? You see, the message tonight is this. When people walk through the door of this church, when we walk into their lives, we have something inside of us, given to us by Jesus, that can radically change their lives. Our goal here is a simple one. This is what the Spirit put in my mind and it has been constant. People should not leave the way they came in Jesus' name. They should be completely and totally radically changed. That includes healing. That includes deliverance. That includes prospering. That includes their families. That includes every single part of our lives. No one should leave the way they came in Jesus' name. The Spirit wants to get this into our very being. Are we still here? Because when this gets into our very being, the Spirit can now begin to operate in us where the Spirit can be the change agent in these people. This church is going to be the place where people can come and be changed in Jesus' name. And our lives are going to be such where people will be led to us by Jesus so they can be changed by Jesus. People who encounter us in this church will not be the same in Jesus' name. Let's stand across the church tonight. Lift up your hands. You won't leave the way you came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame. The Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. You won't leave the way you came. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus tonight.